Well, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Square One. Uh, I'm your host, Thomas Warren, and I'm glad to glad to see that you're back. I, I hope you enjoyed the first episode, and uh, I hope you're excited for what the second episode has to bring. Um, in today's episode, what we're really going to be talking about is truth, um, absolute truth. You know, is that even attainable? Is it even a concept we should be discussing? Is it something that deserves fighting for? Um, you know, what is it? How do we look for it? Um, how do we handle these these things that we hear in the news about what is your truth or what is my truth? Um, that's kind of a hot topic issue nowadays, and it's important because if we don't know what the truth is, then how will we know how to handle certain situations? And, um, you know, it's just, um, it's a difficult subject to talk about just because so many people, for some reason, have so many definitions of it. And truthfully, before somebody can come to accept Christ, they have to come to accept that there is um, a God out there. But before they can come to accept that, really they have to believe in, in truth. They have to accept that there is truth out there. And, um, you know, if they don't come to accept that, then they're really going to have a hard time. They, they have to believe in, you know, some sort of truth. And uh, it, it's really important to define what that is and to know exactly what we're looking for in order to, um, to help these people in our discussions with them. So what is the truth? Um, what does it look like? Well, really, there's two schools of thought on what truth is and these two kind of butt heads quite a bit, but what we'll find is that one of them stands um, a lot stronger than the other one, but um, they still butt heads quite often. And those two schools of thought are absolutism and relativism. Now, let's start with absolutism. What is absolutism? Well, essentially, this views that truth is independent of feelings or, or biases or discovery. Uh, truth, in essence, is what corresponds to reality. That's what truth is. Truth is really telling it like it is, uh, essentially. And some examples of this are uh, the amount of money in your bank account, um, your marital status, uh, the current president, um, mathematical outcomes. These are just some examples of truth. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, whether you say you have $100 in your bank account when you really do, then that's true. Um, but truth doesn't depend on what you believe is in your bank account to actually display what's in your bank account. Um, the truth is when you go in to write a check for $100 and you get it sent back to you for insufficient funds. Uh, that's the truth. The truth is, is that you don't have $100 in your bank account like this check that you wrote says you do. Um, the truth is 2 plus 2 equals 4. Uh, it's not dependent on who's making the statement. It's not depending on two of what plus two of what equals four. It doesn't matter if it's apples or baseballs or people. Two plus two equals four. And that's absolute truth is it's independent upon anything. And it's that, like I said earlier, it's that which corresponds to reality. 
And one of the important things about absolute truth is that it it conforms to the three fundamental laws of logic. And these laws are the law of identity, which basically states that a statement is identical to that unique statement. Um, To say that the grass is green is identical to that statement. The grass is green means that the grass is green. Now, I know that these laws of logic sound really silly and over simple, and we can probably all agree on these statements, but these laws of logic are fundamental to how human beings reason and how human beings make decisions and statements upon different things. Um, The second law of logic is the law of non-contradiction. Basically what that states is that um, a statement cannot be both true and false at the same time in the same sense. You know, I can't be sitting on the couch and not sitting on the couch at the same time in the same sense. I can't be um, drinking a glass of water and not drinking a glass of water at the same time. That's just not um, how it works. These two things cannot happen at the same time in the same sense. And then the second or the third law of logic is the law of the excluded middle. Basically what that states is that a statement is either so or the negation of it being so. It's either this or that. It's either this or not that. It's not both. Um, it's one or the other. It's the, the car is either running or it's not running. The light switch is either flipped on or it's not flipped on. Um, again, these laws of logic sound very simple, but they are, again, just fundamental to how we as humans make these decisions. And what you'll see as we look into the next definition of truth, the one that butts heads with um, absolutism, is that this other viewpoint of truth really doesn't follow any laws of logic. And that viewpoint is relativism. And relativism views that essentially truth is completely based upon the one making the claim. That's, that's really what it is at the end of the day. And, and here, truth isn't really discovered. Rather, it's, it's created. Um, truth is, what, is that which corresponds to the one making the claim. So it's not really dependent upon any subject or, or object um, of the claim. It's really about the one making the claim. Uh, again, I, I think it's this is really important, this statement of truth isn't really discovered, it's created. And this is where we see people, um, you know, making statements like what's your truth or what's true for you is not true for me. This is where relativism really comes into play. And this is where you start seeing a lot of, just a lot of confusion, I think, because then it starts getting into, well, what really is true? What corresponds to reality? What is your truth? And how does that correspond to the reality of what's happening right now? And this is where a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of politics are nowadays, is this whole identity, this politics identity, or identity politics, is this whole idea of, well, how do you identify? What is your truth? And how does it apply to your identity versus my identity? And how can these two things um, 
collaborate truthfully in a lot of ways with my truth versus your truth or you know whatever in a lot of ways they don't collaborate and that's where we see a lot of this fighting and confusion happening is we see everybody defining truth differently and everybody having different identities and their own truth and it creates a ton of societal friction and so it's a huge problem it's a huge problem and and so these are really the two views of truth you have absolutism which is again truth that isn't really dependent upon your discovery of it it's not really dependent on who's making the claim it is what it is it is that which corresponds to reality the grass is green whether you believe it is or not the grass is green whether you like it or not Um, whereas relativism relativism views truth and depends on the one making the claim Um, relativism views your identity based upon how you see yourself relativism views the identity of any claim based upon the one making the claim it's up to us to determine the truth and and that's where these two butt heads um so and for some you know for some reasons we'll look at later really what we'll see is that absolutism is the only one that really stands um relativism has a lot of problems to it and really at the end of the day relativism falls flat very very quickly um, with really one question that we'll look at later but first we need to ask ourselves why do we even need the truth Um, truthfully because um, confusion is more deadly than we make it out to be I think you know we've got we have all sorts of politics in everything nowadays, but, and, and you know, we talk about um, the dangers of, of drugs or, or guns or racial diversity and, and stuff like that, and, or racial segregation and, and the dangers of this and the dangers of that. But what's underlying all of these things? What, what is the foundation that's causing all of these issues is confusion. And that's really really problematic because when we surrender our souls and our minds to this tornado of confusion we really no longer have any point of reference to guide our lives and that's a huge problem and this can lead to uh, despair and anger and just societal havoc and that's what we see nowadays That's why we see, it seems like every other month, we have some sort of march in the streets for some sort of issue, whether it be gender identity or racial discourse or really anything nowadays. It's confusion. It's all about confusion. It's all about people surrendering themselves to really anything that flies in front of their phones. And, and that's a problem, is we're no longer living for what's true, we're living for what people define as truth. And so, this is an issue. And so not only is our world looking in different directions for the truth, as we see with relativism, but some have even abandoned the entire concept of truth as a whole. Some people don't even really believe there's such thing as truth. Some people believe that 
it's really we're all blind and it's really just about living blindly and dying and that's it and that's a really sad way to live but that's how they live nowadays and that's a serious problem and as i said earlier before our world can look to the cross as the ultimate truth as john 14 6 says you know i am the way the truth and the life it has to believe in the reality of absolute truth it has to believe that there is even that truth is even out there that the truth exists that the truth is absolute before it believes in jesus christ as the truth so we've got to start somewhere and so the best place to start is what is the truth is it absolute or is it relative um, and without the truth we really are at the mercy of our feelings and our instincts and that's a dangerous place to be as we see in the news like i said it seems like every other week there's some sort of fight or riot or something and it's all because of what is true and this is where we're at so this is why we need to know is there such thing as absolute truth or is there such thing as relative truth that's what we need to know and that's why we're here um so how do we how do we help people believe in the reality of truth and honestly i think this is a pretty straightforward answer when you have people claiming that truth is relative or that you know it's your truth um or um i'm trying to think of another there's there's no such thing as absolute truth all you really have to do is ask them is that absolutely true and at that point it just collapses in on itself it's the uh equivalent of you know you've got these it's it's kind of like a thing you see in uh, newspaper comics where the guy's cutting a tree limb but he's sitting on the tree limb he's cutting and he just kind of cuts it off and he falls with it it's the same thing as once you claim that there's no such thing as absolute truth you're implying that that statement is absolutely true and so again you've, you've shot yourself in the foot by claiming this and so you know again if you hear people saying well there's no absolute truth or i don't think truth can be absolute or you know however they want to say it just ask themselves is that ask them is that absolutely true and really at that point you know they have nowhere to go and you know maybe they'll say maybe they'll say well i don't think it's absolutely true okay and at that point it's really just your opinion and i don't really have a fight with your opinion i am having a fight with this whole idea of relative truth and now if they say well yes i do believe it's absolute truth okay well then you've affirmed that there's such thing as absolute truth so you see here there's there's really not a good way for them to go once they make this claim and once you ask that question what we'll find in apologetics is in a lot of ways just simply asking people to back up the statements they make it puts them in a corner that is um, in some ways difficult to get out and so when you have people making a claim of i don't believe in absolute truth just simply ask them is that absolutely truth or is that absolutely true if they say yes well then they've just told you that they believe in absolute truth 
if they've told you no, then at that point it's just their opinion and you don't really need to fight with somebody's opinion. Um, and so what we have in modern times is a misconception of what the truth is. So it's really important, not only do we know what the truth is, which is absolute, but we really need to know what the truth is not. And that is, I think, just as important. And Norman Geisler, in his book, The Big Book of Christian Apologetics, um, he does a great job of defining what truth is not. And I've got a few, or just a couple here, that I think are important to talk about what the truth is not. So, first and foremost, the truth is not what feels good. Um, I think that's really straightforward. It, It may feel good to hide away your problems, or the ugly truth, but it doesn't really make those things any less true. And we see a lot of this today. We see a lot of you do what feels good, or you know, you do what you feel is right. That is an enormous problem because it may feel good to tell myself I've got a million dollars in the bank, but the moment I try to pull that money out, It doesn't matter what I feel. It may feel good to, you know, eat just the worst kind of food I could possibly eat and do the most horrible things when it comes to ingesting things in my body. And and that may make me feel good, but my body's going to pay the price. And this is where we see a lot of this nowadays is this you know, some examples of it, um, this whole idea of body positivity, um, or fat shaming. Now, while I don't think it's good to pick on people, uh, and bully people for their size, um, it is just an objective truth that, you know, eating incredibly unhealthy all the time and not caring at all with what you're putting in your body, it's objectively true that that's not good for you. But nowadays, we've got people encouraging people to not care about what they put in their body, to not care about these things. But, you know, while they may not care, their body certainly does, and their body certainly pays the price. Um, So that's one example of, you know, doing what feels good. I think another one is, is this whole idea of feeling like you're in the wrong body. Again, this goes back to gender identity and what that really is. Um, You know, it may feel good to um, have certain relations with certain people. It may feel good to dress like the opposite sex, Um, but that doesn't make it so. By acting on what feels good doesn't mean anything. And that's a problem. Because truth is not what feels good. Because just because you feel good by dressing this way or by eating this way, it doesn't make it so. It doesn't make it true just because you've, you've done what feels good. Um, so that's that's one of the things truth is not. Truth is not what feels good. The other one Norman Geisler talks about, which he lists quite a few, but I think these two are some of the most important ones. Um, truth is not what is existentially relevant. And I'd actually just like to to quote him here. He says, What is true will be relevant, but not everything relevant is true. A pen is relevant to an atheist writer. A gun is relevant to a murderer. 
but this does not make the former true nor the latter good. A truth about life will be relevant to life, but not everything relevant to one's life will be true. I think that is just spot on, and really I think I could just leave it there. Um, but one example I see of this, um, I see this a lot nowadays, which is crazy, but uh, is this whole idea of relationships with AI. You've got people that have, or that think they have, serious relationships with artificial intelligence. And they're fully convinced. And the reason they think it's true is because it's relevant to them. Because it matters to them. It's important to them. Um, it's a key aspect of their life. But that doesn't make it true. You know? And, and that's kind of where we are now is we've got people fully convinced that this thing that's relevant to them has to be true because it's so important to their life. Well, that doesn't make it true. That doesn't make it right. And um, these two things, you know, truth is not what feels good and truth is not what is existentially relevant. These two things are key because this is where the, the discussion is now. Is, is truth what feels good? Is truth what is relevant? No. Because truth, as we saw earlier, truth is absolute. Truth corresponds to the three fundamental laws of logic, whereas relativism doesn't. Relativism falls flat just by simply asking, you know, is relativism absolutely true? And so... While we could certainly get more into these political topics of, say, body positivity or gender identity, and we may in the future, um, I think these are just some examples of relative truth, and, you know, it's important to talk about them, but at the end of the day, when you have people talking about, well, it's true for you and not for me, or um, live out your truth, or truth is defined by the person, um, you know, I, I just think at that point you need to ask, is that absolutely true? And if, again, if they say yes, well, then they've just affirmed absolute truth. Um, and if they say no, well, then it's just your opinion. And if it's just your opinion, I don't really need to have a fight with your opinion. Just like I don't need to have a fight with you about what the best candy bar is. Sure, we can talk about what the best candy bar is. And, um, you know, we'll talk about that, but... You know, I don't really need to have this enormous debate with your opinion, uh, because at the end of the day, it's an opinion. So, so that's that's really the the problem with relative truth is it falls flat very quickly. Simply, the idea of relativism shoots itself in the foot, and so that really leaves only one type of truth standing, and that is absolute truth, and that's where we are. Um, so, so what is truth? Well, and this is kind of wrapping up here. What is truth? Truth is what corresponds to reality. Uh, the idea of truth is... The idea that truth is relative falls flat on itself simply by applying that claim to itself. Um, you know, as I've said several times through this episode, when people say there's no such thing as truth, all you got to ask them is, is that true? And... Bada bing, bada boom. It's over. Um, and so by advocating 
for the absolute truth. We can help those who don't really believe or, or understand begin to have a reference point in the midst of this confusion. Because that, that's the thing, guys, is not everybody is incredibly dogmatic about the subject. Some people just don't understand. And that's, that's one of the most important things that I, I want us to get out of this, not just this episode, but this entire podcast, is that not everybody is what you see on Fox or CNN. Not everybody has got a sign in their hand and fighting for all these things. Some people just really need help. Some people just need direction. And if you can help them understand that the idea of relative truth doesn't like actually doesn't make sense and actually doesn't hold itself up if you can help them understand that then you really may help somebody begin to understand that there is truth that there is absolute truth and hopefully lord willing you'll help them to understand that not only is there truth but there is a god that loves them very dearly and that's that's you know what this is all about guys is this is not just about fighting or debating or you know political topics this is about helping people think through what they believe so that lord willing by the power of the holy spirit they can come to surrender their life to jesus christ as their lord and savior that's what this is all about is helping people think through what they believe and seeing like relativism here seeing that a lot of these beliefs such as agnosticism, such as relativism, such as um, some forms of, of atheism, just fall flat compared to Christianity. Um, and so that's, that's really what it's all about. So what is our cross-section for today? Well, I've got some, some important verses here I think that can really help us in thinking through truth. The first one is 1 Corinthians 14.33. It says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. The second one is Proverbs 3, 5-6. I think it's a very popular one. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. And then the third one, uh, 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. What is this? What do these verses have in common? Um, you know, looking at these verses and looking at how people view truth when it comes to relativism uh, versus absolutism, God unifies things. But Satan, he seeks to divide and cast doubt on what we know is true. Uh, Satan divides. Satan wants to uh, segment and pull apart your mind and pull apart society and culture and community. He wants to divide these things. He wants to rip it apart rather than bring it together and unify it. And, And that's what we see nowadays, especially with relativism. And we see this all the time in scripture where people would be double minded about God, where people would be divided about God. And God wants us to be honest with our doubt, but at the same time, he also wants us to lay them at his feet and let him handle these things that we're struggling with. So when it seems as if confusion 
uh, and doubt are whirling around you, remember that we as Christians have a solid rock to cling to. Because, you know, while yes, relativism falls flat, relativism does not make any sense, doesn't mean that there's not confusion out there. It doesn't mean that Satan is not seeking to divide people and to spread confusion and to spread misinformation and doubt throughout the world and throughout uh, the church even. And so when we see this confusion, when we see this doubt, what we need to remember is that we as Christians have a solid rock. We have the way, the truth, and the life on our side. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so just remember that. And if you are struggling with confusion, if you are struggling with doubt, remember when we try to handle these things ourselves, it won't end well. We need to surrender these doubts. We need to surrender this confusion to the only one strong enough to carry it and trust him and trust that what he's doing is for his glory and for our sanctification knowing that he loves you he cares for you and um you know that that he is the author and the perfecter of our faith okay um so that's this episode remember if somebody claims that there is no such thing as absolute truth ask them is that absolutely true and go from there um i hope you all enjoyed this episode i hope it made sense Um, I hope you all learned something from it and I hope you guys feel a little bit more prepared to, uh, to defend yourself and the confusion that we see throughout this world. Thank you all for joining me for another episode. Uh, I hope I see you all again in episode three and I hope you all have a great day. You all are in my prayers and, um, again, I just thank you all for joining me. Have a great day.